0: Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to church and more specifically, welcome to Pentecost Sunday. Today, we at GT, along with thousands of churches all around the world are celebrating Pentecost Sunday, which is essentially um, looking back at the book of Acts, chapter two, when, when the Holy Spirit was brought to us here on this planet and essentially began the, uh, the, the was the birthplace of the, the early church. And so to make sure that we're all kind of coming at this from the same angle, singing from the same song sheet, preaching from the same notes, let's go to Acts chapter 2 and look at this together, shall we? Now I'm going to have it on the screen here, but I do encourage you at home to try and find a Bible. If you don't have one, send us an email. We'll actually send you a Bible. But what we want to encourage you to do is not just get into the scriptures um, once a week. Um, If you can try and get into the scriptures every day, this is going to be better for you, better for your walk with God. It's going to enable you to be able to hear and discern the Holy Spirit and what God is doing more practically in a more real-time kind of manner. Uh, I can tell you from personal experience, the more you're in this book, the clearer you will hear God. And so I wanna encourage you to do that. But for today, for what it's worth, let's look at Acts chapter two, verse one says this, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Pentecost meaning uh, 50 days after uh, the Passover, uh, 50 days after Easter, if it were. Um, Verse two, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and then began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And all of a sudden, this great commotion takes place. And it's not just the people in the room that are affected. People in the surrounding community, people, the neighbors, they they can hear what's going on. And people start to gather. People are listening. People are wondering. Verse 9, it says this. Here we are. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, uh, the province of Asia, uh, Phrygia, um, Pamphylia, Egypt, areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and other and and converts to Judaism, Cretans, Arabs, and it's listing off all these different community groups, all these different people groups, all these people of different nationalities, all these people who speak different languages. And so here we have all these people gathering together and what does it say here? It says, we all hear these people speaking in our own language about the wonderful things that God has done. It says, they were perplexed and they were amazed. What can this mean? And then Peter, he, he, he takes the stage. He jumps on this opportunity to provide some context. And he looks out at everybody gathered and he says, Listen up, everybody with ears, let you hear. And he says this, verse 14 Then Peter stepped forward from the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make No mistake about what it is that you are experiencing right now. And then he goes on to preach. He goes on to explain that Jesus is real, that Jesus is God, that if you give your life to Jesus and repent of your sin, everything changes. Then in verse 41, it says, Those who believed what Peter had said were baptized. And added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. 3,000. What can make 3,000 different people from different backgrounds, 3,000 people with different stories, with different experiences of religion, what can make 3,000 people decide to become Christians in one moment? It's because they saw something that didn't make sense. Their interest was piqued. They experienced something that didn't make sense. They heard something that didn't make sense. And the only rational explanation was that Jesus was who he said he was. Jesus is real. And friends, this is why I like this series so much. As we walk through this Jesus series, looking at the different character attributes of Jesus and how to apply those attributes in real time, everyday kind of life. I I find it interesting when it comes to character, and you would agree with me on this, the best way to judge a person's character isn't how they handle themselves publicly, am I right? The best way to judge someone's character is to actually see how they act behind closed doors, to see how they act and react when they're, when, they're, when they're private, when they're alone. And what I like specifically about Mark chapter seven here is we get a glimpse into one of those private conversations that Jesus has. We get a glimpse into this very private, very sacred moment a conversation between Jesus and a man living with disabilities. So let's look at Mark chapter 7, verse 31. Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Ten Towns. In other words, Jesus is on the move. Then in verse 32, it says, a deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man and to heal him. A man with disabilities was was brought to Jesus, a disabled man, and the people begged Jesus, Jesus, won't you do something? Do you have time for him? Friends, if, you have, if you're living with a disability, can I tell you today, God sees you. God sees you. He knows your story. He knows how difficult it is. He knows what life, what life feels like. He's real and he's there. And can I encourage you just for a moment as a little sidebar. If we look at John chapter nine, verse one, there's a story of of Jesus interacting with a different man, with a different disability. And it says in John chapter nine, it says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sins or because of his parents' sins? And I can't help but picture Jesus thinking to himself, what are you talking about? Disabilities aren't some sort of punishment from God, you morons. This is in verse 3, Jesus' response. In Jesus's words, far more eloquent than mine. He says, listen, guys, hold up. It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. Forget that garbage. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. In other words, he's saying, let me let you in on a little secret. You want to see the power of God in real time? Just see what I can do in and through this blind man's life. There's a a motivational speaker, an evangelist. His name is uh, Nick Vuichich. And uh, this particular motivational speaker and evangelist, he was actually born without limbs, he had no arms and no legs. And he's, he's become famous for, for advocating for people with different disabilities and, and, and communicating like, hey, world, do not overlook them. Hey, church, do not overlook them. And one of the things he says, and it's so powerful, he says, people with disabilities, they are valuable to God The Great Commission impacts them too. It's just as applicable for the the able-bodied as it is for the disabled-bodied. And what he says is powerful. He says, listen, if you take the word go and you put it in front of the word disable, you now have the words God is able. And if you're tracking with me today and if you're living with some sort of disability, I want you to know, God sees you, we see you, and we're thankful that you are a part of GT. And you're not a burden, you're a blessing. And God wants to speak to you, God wants to use you, God wants to do things through you, the likes of which you had never even possibly imagined. Your future is bright. So let's go into this conversation. Because I just love the sensitivity that Jesus uses in this particular interaction. Here we have this man with disabilities and we have Jesus there. And we have this crowd that's gathered. And out of respect for this man and his story and the sensitive nature of everything that he's going through and the onlookers who are watching, what does Jesus do? He takes the man aside just him and Jesus, for a private conversation. It says in verse 33, Jesus led him away from the crowd so that they could be alone. But then I want you to picture this story. And I want you to hear this story from possibly a different lens. Because what is about to take place is something just so beautiful. Beautiful. As Jesus models what it looks like to minister to a person with disabilities. It's just Jesus and the man. And what does it say here? In verse 33, the second part of the verse, it says, he put his fingers into the man's ears. And at first glance, we read this and we think to ourselves, well, that is very unorthodox, Jesus. But you've got to picture what's taking place here. This man... He's deaf. He can't hear. So in order to communicate to this man what is about to take place, Jesus takes his hands and he places them into the man's ears. And making eye contact, he removes his fingers. As if to say, as if to communicate, you you cannot hear, but in a moment, I'm going to unblock what is stopping you from being able to hear? He then goes a little bit further. It says he put his man, fingers into the man's ears. Then spitting on his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Now this is COVID era. So we're kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. We would never do that. But picture was taking place. Jesus models for the man. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Fingers in. I'm gonna make it so you can hear Fingers out. You can't speak. I'm gonna give you my voice. And she just touches his tongue and touches the man's tongue. And through, through sign language is, is, is showing this man what is about to take place. You can't speak. You don't have a voice. I will give you mine. Continues, verse 34. says, looking up into heaven. And this is actually very profound. Because here he's communicating to the man where this source of healing is going to be coming from. It's not from this world. It's not from what you've experienced. It's from God. Fingers in. He looks up. And I can't help but picture the man looking up as well. And it says that Jesus sighs. sighs. It says he looks up to heaven and he sighed. And to sigh is kind of like the, the international language. It's, it's, he's communicating through body language. Something he has definitely done time and time again is sigh. And so if Jesus is saying, I get you. I see you. <sighs> Look up to heaven. <sighs> I acknowledge your pain. I acknowledge your suffering. I, 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 I see it. <sighs> he sighs. And Jesus says the word, Ephatha, which means be opened. And instantly the man could see. It says, and inst- sorry, it says, and instantly the man could hear perfectly and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell everyone. But the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. They were completely amazed. Everybody gathered. Everybody who was there. Everybody was amazed. And said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. They're talking about Jesus. Jesus, the doer of wonderful works. Everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. Jesus is the equipper of all people, regardless of who you are, regardless of your story, regardless of where you're from, regardless of your background, regardless of who you are, friend. Jesus is your equipper. And that is what makes the gospel and that is what makes Christianity and that is what makes Jesus so appealing to me. This God who can have a tender conversation with a man with disabilities This God who can can rewrite his ordinary system and structure to accommodate for the needs of this particular individual is the same God who exists out there to accommodate for your needs and who wants to reach you very specifically right now from wherever you are on this planet I believe that today specifically there's, there's something prophetic about this particular story for our church. And the first thing is this. I believe that God wants to make the spiritually deaf here. I believe that God wants to open your ears today to enable you to hear him, to hear his plans for you his hopes for you, his dreams for you. And the second thing I believe God wants to do is that God wants to give speech to those who cannot speak. You've been walking around knowing there's something that you're supposed to do, something you're supposed to say, but you can't get the strength or the courage to actually say it. And our whole world is looking for hope. And our whole world is looking for answers. And our whole world is trying to make sense of this peculiar time that we are living in. And I believe that God wants to use you, friend, to show the world who he is. He's our equipper. Jesus is your equipper. He's not going to send you out there by yourself. He's going to go with you. In fact, Jesus has everything that you need. In fact, the fact that today is Pentecost Sunday is very significant because the story of Pentecost Sunday is the story of God sending the Holy Spirit to empower his church. And I believe that God wants to empower you just like he did these disciples on the day of Pentecost. God wants to fill you. God wants to give you ears to hear him, his spirit. And God wants to give, touch your tongue and give you the ability to speak his words. Can I pray with you today? I recognize the tender nature of this moment And I also recognize that you could be watching this in a variety of different settings. But there's something beautiful about that. The same God who exists here in this room, the same God who existed in the days of which these were all written, is the same God who exists right where you are right now. God is accessible. And God wants to accommodate you and your needs today. So can I ask you to, wherever you are, place your hands in just kind of a posture of receiving. I know this might feel silly wherever you are, but there's something something spiritually significant about this posture. It is to say, God, I can't do this in my own strength. I need you. I need your presence. I need you right now, God. I didn't grow up going to church. I can remember the moment where I went with hands open to the front of a church service. I said, Jesus, if you're real, would you come inside my heart, inside my life? And friend, if you want that relationship with Jesus right now, you can have that. You can have it. When we're done praying, I encourage you to text the number that's gonna pop up on your screen. So you're gonna have to maybe go back and find this number that's gonna pop up and and text it later, okay? Or when we're done praying, I'm gonna invite you to click that raise a hand button on the side of your screen and somebody from the church will reach out to you so we can help walk with you in this season. But you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit, you can't be empowered by the Holy Spirit if you don't have a relationship with Jesus first. So we gotta start there. And the way you have that relationship with Jesus is a very simple prayer. Sorry, thank you, please. And you can pray it with me right now if you like, if you would close your eyes. Starts off like this, Father, I'm sorry. Sorry for the things that I've done that have hurt you that have hurt others. And if there's anything, Lord, that is is distancing me from you right now, would you bring that to mind? Because God, I don't want to do it anymore. Thank you that you're real. Thank you that Jesus is real, that Jesus has a plan for my life. That Because of Jesus, I can be set free from the consequences of my stupid actions. And would you please come and fill me, Lord? Come and fill me today, Jesus. I need you. I need you. Amen. And so, with hands open like this, I want to pray for you that God would give that God would give you ears to hear and a message to speak. Holy Spirit, come. in the quietness of this moment, I pray that Holy Spirit, you would come, that you would encourage our hearts, that you would empower us, your church, to be your hands and feet. My prayer for you, friend, is that God would give you ears to hear him, ears to hear his voice as he's leading you, discernment, the ability to discern what is of you and what is of God. Father, I pray the words of Jesus, as he said, Ephatha be opened. And I pray for your voice today, that God would give you a voice and not just anyone's voice, that God would give you his voice. Because the world needs to see that Jesus is real. And the Lord wants to use you as his messenger. So, Father, we thank you for what it is that you're doing. And, Father, we thank you for this moment. And, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would use us to show people how real you are in these times that we're living in. You are our equipper. And, Father, we thank you for that.